0: This morning, we'll continue with the unfolding of the instructions. And we're going to add a little bit this morning, but it's not that it's changing. Sometimes it can feel like that, oh, another, another thing I'm supposed to do. How do I put all these together? The instructions are still the same. Pay attention to your breath. Feel your breath in your body. Keep coming back. Gently, kindly, but with persistence. Applying that little bit of energy, that little bit of willingness in each moment to come back to what's happening right here. And the instructions that I wanna add are that sometimes as you're sitting here, minding your own business, breathing, feeling your body, that you may find that it's not so simple that you discover you have some sort of emotion coming in and emotions can come in very gently just kind of a little hint of something that might not be disturbing at all disrupting and you'll just continue to breathe and as you breathe in and out you can simply include this perhaps soft feeling of sadness or just a little sense of joy and lightness. And if a feeling like this comes in, you don't need to go off and try to stir it up. Say an old, mild sense of grief arrives. You can allow that to be there. You don't need to either push it away or go chasing after it. Our breath is so um, so big, so allowing, that we can breathe and include sounds in the room, include our sensations, and include these emotions that arise. You can feel that right now, as I talk and you breathe. You can breathe and simply include my voice as you breathe. And you might check and see in this moment, feeling into your Often emotions can be in our heart center area or in our torso, and you can just check and see in this moment, is there some light or strong emotion present at this moment, just to include it. Sometimes we find, though, that we're sitting and being with our breath and feeling our body here on the cushion, on the chair, and the emotion starts to get really strong. And the If it starts to pull us away from the breath, we don't need, or if it becomes more dominant and the breath becomes in the background, sometimes we can play with foreground and background. And for a while, some sort of emotion or feeling might be in the background and the breath is in the foreground. And then at a certain point, it might get so strong that the breath is shifting a little and it's more in the background and there's something else happening. At that point, it can be... A bit too much of a struggle, like that rowing against the wind I was talking about last night. It gets too much of a struggle to try to hang on to the breath because something else is happening. And when that something else is happening, it can be helpful to turn towards it. And when we, emotions will often arise um, when we're sitting, old Memories that are carried in our bodies, that are carried in the habit patterns of our mind. And as we get quiet, it's very natural for these emotions to arise. Nothing has gone wrong in your practice if they arise. And it's important to say they they may not arise. It's not like something's gone wrong if they don't, but sometimes they do. So when they arise, it's useful to learn about them. It's a great opportunity to be curious, to allow the emotion to be felt and known. And one of the really interesting things is that our body and mind, we, we process what happens in the world. We process our experience through emotion. And so to allow emotion to be known, to flow through us, allows the experience to complete itself. So often it's the emotions that we have not completed in some way, that we have not fully experienced, that we have not recognized and known, that come to us on the cushion. So there's a great opportunity being presented to us if something does come along. So what is emotion? What is it that's happening? And you can check this out. There's both a sensations in our body. There's a, usually a lot of physical sensations that we can feel directly. And then there's often thinking, not always, Sometimes we just feel something and there's no story, no thinking that's going with it. So that's really clear. We can stay with the sensations. Sometimes there's thinking, a story, something that goes along with it. And often we recognize the story. We, it's something we've heard before in our own mind and it tends to be kind of loop-like. You know, we de- say the same thing to ourselves again and again. But what's happening when we do that is we're not feeling it directly. We're staying with the story, the thought pattern, and it keeps us in the loop. Have you ever noticed sometimes, in fact, it can stir it up. Have you ever noticed sometimes like you might get angry about something and you're angry and you're all stirred up and then it kind of starts to pass. And then inside your mind, you might go, I can't not be angry about this. I got to tell myself, I tell myself this, they shouldn't have done that. And we tell ourselves this story in our mind and the body reactivates again. So there's this relationship between what happens in the mind and what happens in the body. And you can watch. Sometimes an emotion might start simply because of a feeling or a sensation in the body. Sometimes an emotion might arise because of a memory, an actual thought or image in your mind. Or there might be something, you see something, you're wandering around and you see someone and they remind you of someone and it starts there. We can have all sorts of different points of contact that then mm, re, that trigger this emotional memory or emotional experience. So the encouragement when emotion arises is to recognize the thoughts Acknowledge that they're there. You don't need to do something with them. But again, allow them to go into the background. You don't need to chase after the thoughts and you don't need to push them away. And bring into the foreground of your experience the direct sensations of the body. Sometimes it can be helpful to really name it. Oh, feeling this throbbing in my chest, this tension in my belly, this frenetic energy in my hands and arms. And as Brian mentioned the other day, sometimes it can be helpful as this emotion is arising to name it. You don't need to get detailed. You don't need to figure out is this irritation or is this frustration or is this impatience, but just sort of a naming like, oh, this is happening. This is happening now. Part of what we're doing when we meditate is learning to see what is here. To include everything. So you may notice as you get quieter that there's subtle and subtler... mm, aspects of your experience, perhaps emotions that are sort of there, but you don't notice them. This can be particularly true if there's emotions that come up that are not acceptable in your past experience. Perhaps you've never thought of yourself as an angry person. No, I don't get angry. You may discover at some point in your practice that there is anger in you. And that can be an amazing discovery. Another thing you can discover is that there's joy, delight. And you haven't thought of yourself as a joyful or happy person, and maybe it's there. So you can, just sitting here being with your breath and your body. Allow yourself to expand and include whatever might be in the peripheral vision, the peripheral experience. And when necessary, allow it to come to the foreground. And after a certain time, emotions play themselves out if we simply pay attention to them. And once it's played itself out, allow yourself to simply return to the simplicity of your breath and the body sitting here. Feeling now yourself sitting on the cushion or the chair, feeling the uprightness of your body. Allowing yourself to scan through the body and notice if there's any places of tension that might be helpful to bring some direct awareness This awareness that is that quality of intimacy and care. Bringing attention to the area around the eyes. You might notice as you soften around the eyes if there's a ripple effect through the body. Allowing yourself to take in the room. And sitting here with everyone in this space, the sounds, the sense of the space, And as you allow the breath to come to the foreground, feeling the breath moving from the space around you to the space inside, the simple flow of breath. Allowing the attention to be soft, inclusive, and unwavering. There are two sort of related mm, things that can help us allow emotion to come through. One is to give ourselves and to acknowledge a container that we don't have to act out in emotion. And this is very important because a lot of times we may have experienced that if we feel an emotion or we see someone else with it, that there's behavior that comes out of it that's unskillful. I know it took me a long time for myself to realize that I could experience my anger without behaving the way my stepdad did. And that was really important for me to understand, to have that container of non-harming. And that's one of the wonderful things here on retreat that you can explore the different territories in you without, um, uh, having an impact on other people. I remember the first time I really stayed with anger. I really felt it. somebody had said something about how things should be done one way. And I thought they should be done another way. And, uh, I spent about three days with it. It was remarkable. I got so interested. I started to understand what people meant about red and there was this surge and there was so much and I could watch how my head would get back involved and I had a dandy time. I was kind of, after three days it went away, I was kind of like, well what do I do now? (laughs) So bringing a lot of curiosity can be really helpful. And this ties into the other thing I wanted to mention, is not identifying with the emotion. I could be angry for three days because I wasn't getting caught in an idea I was an angry person and this would be here forever. So it's helpful to realize that we can completely stay within emotion, experience it, but it's going to change and pass and other things will happen. A lot of times if there's an emotion we're identified with, it's actually... um, something that we're subtly pushing away that that what we resist persists I think there's some real truth to that so letting ourselves experience it and sometimes it's helpful to stay with the emotion and see when it fully passes that there will be a place where it's like it's not there oh okay back to what's here another um aspect here on retreat that can be tricky is sometimes it feels like it gets so serious here right? is it feeling sometimes you look around and everybody's doing this walking and one of the things that in our daily lives we don't realize is that um people's uh faces when we interact with people are very animated and when we're not interacting our faces get kind of soft and quiet and it can feel a little dour realize that you and everyone else here can have a full range of experience and that including the delight and ease can be an important part of our experience i remember once I was a teenager and we'd run a river and we got to the end of the river and the um, car wouldn't start. And so we had to walk a long ways up this road in the this West Virginia summer night with a big moon. Uh, it was beautiful. And what I really remember is that I was having a great time walking along And then somebody with me said, what are you thinking? You know, why are you having a good time? This is like serious. You know, we've got this long ways to walk. And it put such... I learned that it wasn't okay to be happy and relaxed if somebody else wasn't or if the situation was somehow adverse. And it took me a long time to realize that ease and appreciation could come even in the midst of challenging conditions. So you might notice here sometimes that there's challenging conditions, the road is a long ways. But if you look around you might find that there's a full moon, which there almost is and that you can enjoy the view as you go. So we have time for maybe one question. Anything about the instructions this morning or your practice that would be helpful? continue in our quiet and um, want to say just a couple things about the walking you've now settled into it some and uh, some reminders that might be helpful is it it's uh, encourage you I think it was said yesterday to do it that always helps and it can be very helpful to do it in a contained walking back and forth way. Just finding a real simplicity. If you have one space that you're walking back and forth in and very helpful at the turnaround points in that to take a moment and do this kind of checking in. What is here? What's happening? is there anything that um is what's really happening but I'm not paying attention to you know that actually I'm in a full state of frustration and agitation and I'm pretending to feel my feet but I but there's something else that's going on so allowing yourself to take moments to really pay attention And of course, when you're outside, there will be things that you see and hear, and it's wonderful to let stop and let yourself feel those and get to know what's happening. And then you can return like to the breath, to the sensations of walking. A really important piece is Notice right now, if you're having a sense, well, the bell rung, I'm off duty. It's so easy to do. And I'm off duty until I get to where I'm walking. It's to where I'm gonna do my walking meditation. So important, right now, as you get up to leave here, as you move on, to continue your practice. You can start your walking meditation from right here, right here at your cushion, standing up and walking. Okay, enjoy your morning of practice. Remember to look at the board if you have a practice discussion today to remember when it is.